Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of The Legend of PJ Famicom. On this show, I let my computer pick random songs from my solo albums, I talk about the track, and we listen to it. Our first song today is from my 2007 album, Texas. It's called A Valkyrie's First Wife. Written and recorded after a show in Ben and L's Garage in West Nashville, Tennessee. It was originally meant to be on my split with Fire Island AK, but the song didn't make the cut for a split. I was beginning to feel like if I was going to be on a split, I should use more marketable, palatable songs. This jam, I guess, is about vampires. I was never super into vampires, actually, aside from liking Vampire Hunter D. Castlevania was pretty cool, but I didn't really care about its story. But let's hear this jam. A Valkyrie's first wife. At first, a hole in my hand. Very intimate crowds fit through its own mouth that always spoke about how you feel and the flavor. first songs I ever recorded was with my computer playing MIDI drums and MIDI bass. I put the speakers of my computer next to my guitar amp and recorded it into my boombox. I did super low, growly vocals trying to sound like Mortician, the grindcore band. It was a brutal song about eating an orange. My 15-year-old self came up with some pretty clever stuff. I guess there's a certain poetic flex in writing a brutal song about non-brutal stuff or pretending the fruits from a tree can bleed and feel pain, like the kids in the Gushers commercial. Fuck those kids. In eighth grade, I thought when I grew up I would tattoo my entire head green and fix antennas to my forehead. When I was 29, I told my mom I had to wear form-fitting clothes because I'm a performer. I'm starting to feel like I'm getting too old for all that. Today's second song was played pretty sloppily, it's from my 2007 CDR, Emily Songs 2. It's called A Short Life, and it's very romantic. A few years ago, my friends Chase and Samantha made a video of themselves covering this song. It sounds pretty magical, even without the weird backup vocals that are in my version. Maybe someday I'll go ahead and take their version and put my own backups on it. 
Sometimes I look back and think about how foolish I've been, giving up so much of myself to others who will take endlessly, even if they love you. They probably don't love you as much as they think they do. This jam, let us rock. A short life. summer of 2005, the time during which I recorded The Good Lord Sent a Whale to Swallow Me. I had considered myself the longest-running tourist of the 217 area code. I told kids I was homeless, showing up at a show in Springfield, and if not that night, the next night catching a ride to Decatur, or more specifically Champaign, Illinois. I wanted to move there, the hometown of my friend Kristen, whom I was madly in love with first glance of her impish smile changed the trajectory of my life. Not that I had much of a life to speak of. 
but she really knew how to wear an alkaline trio hoodie. I slept in cars, empty buses, friends' houses, and most ideally, friends' parents' houses. Indeed, I had a knack for indulging in the spillover from the spoiling parents of my friends. Most of my solo tours were actually done in cars owned by my friends' parents. Living in Jacksonville, someone was every day going to Springfield for some reason. I just had to figure out who. There'd be a show. Someone from Decatur, or really anywhere else, would show up. And I'd go home with them. And out of town, I would play some shows of my own, and I would lean on everyone to buy my CD. After all, I was homeless, determined not to live in Jacksonville. Every day, making some of the best decisions of my life. Playing guitar in the park or in front of the strip mall. Writing lyrics in diners. Having long phone calls. Getting my heart broke. Getting a mohawk. Making the best life for myself and settling down in Decatur's biggest, cheapest house. I wish I was brave enough to do it all again. It was so much fun. But sometimes you need a love or an obsession to make you brave. So from my 2014 album, In Spades, the song is called Tourist.
Our fourth song today is from my 2013 album, Endless Fervor. It's called Noob. That was my thing. I had seen cred. I survived the brutality of being truly punk in the years 2007 through 2011. Now it was 2012, and everyone was a fucking noob. I didn't have to impress the old punks because I was an old punk myself. It was time to show my colors and let everyone else try to impress me. I mean, why not? I wasn't going to be 26 forever. So within my true colors are long, jammy song intros reminiscent of 90s emo. And it doesn't matter what the noobs think, they're all going to flake. They're on the fast track to becoming just another rando. All the old punks turned into barflies, so why shouldn't the new punks go ahead and join them? on the fast track to normal. But I had my first drum set. Finally, my own drums in a room big enough to play these drums in. And I had jams to make, noob.
told me that I have a good memory, and I've held on to a lot of things, things I wish I could forget. You'd see the things you do before figuring out what they indicate about your beliefs and your character. You write vague, introspective songs about using your artistic integrity to masturbate, and figuring out your loved ones deep down are nothing but statues of statues, serving false gods while trying to be false gods themselves, gaining the world losing their souls. The song is called Windhaven, named after the high fantasy novel by George Martin and Lisa Tuttle. If you can't tell, the tracks are very patched together sounding. That was the nature of my Balrog's album. Tapes are going on sale soon. This is Windhaven.
Thanks for listening to my show. Next time we'll have songs from Punishing the Faithful, The Wandering Floret Part 4, Gladyson's Heart and Squalor, P.S. If the answer is no, then try to forget I ever asked, and Purpose Defeated. I'll talk to you then.